The John Morris Show, bonus episode number three. Hey everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, bonus episode number three. This one we're going to be talking about how to get a job when you don't have a portfolio. And I think this is the catch-22 that every new developer faces and the conundrum that that a lot I, I get a lot of questions about about how to solve and you can feel the frustration in it because you know it's really how do you how do you go about getting a portfolio when you need one in order you need to get hired by clients in order to build one yet clients won't hire you unless you have a good portfolio so it can be really really frustrating and you know the thing about this is look you're not coding for your health right this is something that I think most of us, we want to do for a living and we want the freedom, we want the peace of mind, we want the control and all of that fe- feels like it's right at your fingertips. But again, how do you get people to hire you, whether it's freelance or a regular cor- corporate gig when you're just starting out and don't have a portfolio? Well, the answer is to pull a Da Vinci. Now, when you think of Leonardo da Vinci, what do you think of? Now, obviously, he has some really famous paintings that he's done. But there's also a good chance that one of the things that you think of is what's called the Vitruvian Man. And it's that anatomical sketch of a man with two poses super superimposed over each other. So it's got the circle and the square and the, the guy standing there with his arms to his side and then his arms kind of above his head. You, you've probably seen it before, if not... Just Google Vitruvian Man, and as soon as you see it, um, it'll you'll be like, oh, that's what that is. So, do you know what that actually is? That is a sketch in his notebook. And it now sits in a museum in Italy and is known as one of his iconic works. And Renaissance painters did this all the time. He wasn't the only one. Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Raphael, all those different names that are out there, all the Ninja Turtles, they did this all the time. What this is is called a study. And many of these studies from these these painters and artists now sit in museums all over their world. And like Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man are some of their more well-known works. And it's also, and this would be the this is the key line, the clue here. It's also part of how they got work in their time. So they did these studies for two reasons. One, they would do them to to draw certain parts of paintings or things that they were thinking about doing or to work through their thinking of some drawings that they wanted to do, and they could focus on one part. So let's say they were going to draw a picture of, of some lady and part of that painting was going to contain some hands. Well, they might just draw. They might draw just the hands, so that they can focus on that part and go over it a bunch of times, really, really quickly, until they get it down. Before they sat down to actually do it for for the actual painting. So that was one reason why they did it. The other reason is is that it gave people who were interested in buying their paintings or becoming a patron of their work an idea of the kinds of things that they were working on. And it helped them to get that patronage. It helped them to get paid and make a living off of what they were doing. Right. So, again, this is part of how they got work in their time. So you can imagine some 15th century king or queen who wanted a painting of themselves and they wanted 
you know, obviously this was a, at that time, this was a competition in, in a sense among different royalty and the aristocrats and the wealthy people of that time to have the best artwork in their house or their kingdom or whatever. So this was very, very important for the time. And so they're out looking for someone to do this and they want the absolute best artist and they want someone who's going to really um, make them look good and capture you know, the essence of who they are and all the proportions, everything are going to be right. And so they're out looking for that and they see something like this. They see, and this sketch, it's not just a sketch. There's a bunch of notes that accompanied it with it that explained some of the proportions and so forth. And so they see the sketch, they see the thinking behind it. They see the thought that's been put into it and, and how much this artist knows about drawing this kind of thing. And they see how knowledgeable that artist is. You think they might be convinced to have that artist paint a painting for them? Well, obviously the answer is yes, and that's what happened all the time. That's what these artists did. Now, do you know that despite the fact that da Vinci is known for being one of the most active artists of his time? I mean, when you think about da Vinci, you think of all these – people always talk about the volume and all the stuff that he put out in the different areas he was involved in and so forth. But despite all that – He only painted about 20 paintings in his lifetime. Now, there's some that are credited to him, and then there's some that are in dispute and so forth, but it's roughly about 20 paintings or so in his lifetime. So much of what he's known for are not his actual paintings. They're his studies and his sketches. That's where the the concept of the volume and all the different things that he was involved with comes from is the studies that he did. So how does this help you? Well, know this. You do not need a portfolio filled with projects that you did for clients. I want you to say that over and over again until it clicks. In fact, if you think about it, when you first start out, how in the world would you have that? Right? You don't have clients yet, so you're not going to have a portfolio filled with projects you did for clients. It's a catch-22. Now, yes, you could do work for free for people, And that's definitely an option, but just fair warning, that's very, very dangerous. It can become a real time suck for you because when people don't have to pay you for your time, they're much more likely to use it like it's going out of style. So you can avoid that mess altogether and just do a few studies, which is to create websites or applications or whatever it is that you're doing for nobody. Create them just to put in your portfolio. Do a study like all of the great artists of history used to do. Now, of course, you want to make them relevant to the service that you'll be offering. So you don't want to build a website if what you're going to be offering science is phone or offering clients is phone apps, right? So you want to actually build some phone apps that people can see. Or you don't want to build, you know, you don't want to be building uh forms and putting those in your portfolio if you're going to be building membership sites for people. You want to build actual membership sites and put them in there. Right? So make them relevant to the services you'll be offering, but nothing, and I mean nothing, says that your portfolio has to be filled only with projects that you did for clients. Now, those are better but they're not necessary. And you don't want to lie. You don't want to pretend like you did them for a client. You just call it a study that you did. But it gives you a chance to show people what you can do. They actually get to see 
uh, how good you are and the quality of your work. And it gives them a taste of your skill set and your aesthetic and all of those things that matter to them. All the reasons why a portfolio is important, it still accomplishes all of those things. And the, the biggest thing for someone who's new and struggling with this is you can start doing this right now. You can do it today. You don't have to wait on anybody or anything. You can start today. So again, if you're starting out and struggling with this, there's literally zero reason not to do this. And having a portfolio of studies is a hundred times better than having no, no portfolio at all. And then over time, you can replace those studies with actual clients' projects. Because again, those are better, but again, n- no portfolio is fo- the, the worst possible scenario. So you shouldn't do that. Right, So once you do all that, then you'll be off to the races. You'll have a portfolio that you can show people and you can start actually getting clients. Now, if you're wondering, this is one of the things that I'm going to be covering in depth this month inside an exclusive course I'm releasing on Patreon. You've heard me talk about this before. I have Patreon-only courses that I'm releasing over there. And the only way you can get access to them is if you are a supporting listener over on Patreon. Now, This course is going to be all about getting hired on Upwork. So if you're someone who's wanting to get into freelancing, you want that freedom, you want that control over your income, you want that peace of mind, um, then this is the course for you. And you can only get access to it when you become a supporting listener of The John Moore Show on Patreon. Plus, you can get access to all my source code, source code that's not not even available, uh, or source code that's only been previously available Uh, as a part of paid courses and so forth. And you're going to get priority access to my weekly Q&A for the regular John Morris show. So if you want to get involved with that, you want to get access to the course and all those, the source code, priority access, all of that, then become a supporting listener over at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I would greatly appreciate that. All right, thanks for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe. Remember, these are exclusive episodes I'm only doing for people listening through iTunes, SoundCloud, non-YouTube channels out there. Uh, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of these episodes. Also, if you like this, be sure to like it if, if you have that capability on your device. Uh, and if you'd share it with somebody who you think would benefit from it, I would really, really appreciate that as well. All right, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.